Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, welcome, welcome. Thanks for everyone that's already in the space. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is a violinist, multi-instrumentalist, and producer. His Grammy-nominated classical and modern music pulls audiences in using live looping on a five-string electric, acoustic violin, and other instruments. He has collabed with top musicians and artists in the music industry, and he's created a name for himself in the NFT space for being active in the Bored Ape Yacht Club community and performing at multiple NFT events throughout the last year. It's my extreme honor to share the stage today with a pioneer musician in the nft space the one and only richard wagner what's going on man yo that was the best intro anyone's ever given me so big shout out to you carl thank you for having me i'm super excited oh i'm pumped yes thank you for being here it is so awesome to see the journeys of every single person and i always love giving flowers to all the guests because each of us just has just such a uniquely distributed different talent and and this space has just brought us all together and it's such a beautiful thing that's why i love going through the podcast you just see like Every single person has expertise in different areas, and it's just so cool that we're all, it's like a melting pot that's all brought us together. But uh, to start the show, I always ask the same question, which is just to chat a little bit about your journey into the crypto or the NFT space, whichever came first, and how you kind of got that conviction moment uh, in the space. Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, That's a great one to start it off with. First of all, thank you for uh, doing the show and bringing the NFT community together. You know, it's people like you who definitely help um, bring that community aspect. And, and and I think that's super important. But I got into the NFT space um, eight months ago with Board Ape Yacht Club. That was my first introduction um, into NFTs, into crypto, into all of it. I uh, was not investing in any crypto before that. Um, and kind of it all started with me and my brother being in clubhouse rooms and kind of finding out the eight, the board eight. We kind of was like, what is this? What are NFTs? Um, and it was kind of a, a little bit hard to really put our finger to what it was and really find out. So we thought the best way to do it is kind of just to get them dive in um, and figure it out as we go. Uh, we got three board apes um, a week after mint. We, you know, at that time I was 20K in debt. Uh, so it was uh, it was a lot of money for me uh, and, you know, to buy pictures of monkeys on the Internet. Um, everyone thought I was crazy. But fast forward, you know, they started going up. Um, and w- what really then got me the conviction, I think at the point of buying them, like you, people, you can argue, you know, right place, right time, luck. But I think the real like gold comes into is when people didn't sell, when the, when the apes got to 10,000, 20,000, 30, 50, 100,000. You know, the actual importance is like, why aren't people selling at that point? And I think that's because and why it gave us such a strong conviction was because there was actual real value behind the apes. You know, it's a multitude of reasons, main two being community and utility. Um, you know, just as I was saying before, like we got into the space on the community uh, level and I realized quickly that a lot of the people in the Board API Club were artists themselves, creatives themselves. Um, so, you know, we supported them. We, we 
supported a bunch of the projects that they put out. And then in return, when we came out, when I came out with my music and I started telling people I'm a musician, they supported me. And it was this really big um, group of people just wanting everybody to win. And the reason for that also is because of the utility, because um, they gave everybody creative control over the IP. And because we can brand ourselves with the actual board ape, we were able to use that as our image. And of course, if everybody is using that, like when you see another board ape, you want them to win because them winning means you're winning um, in a sense, like if you really want to get down to it in that in that level. But, you know, the group of community that we were able to build and the people who joined weren't even thinking about it like that. Really, they just really wanted everybody to win. And that's a universal thing that I think most of the space um, can attest to. Most of the space is really wag me. We're all going to make it. Um, but, you know, they also supplemented that with a bunch of utility in the sense of airdropping us more art, which had more value uh, with dogs, airdropping us mutants providing festivals. Like you said earlier, I got to perform at that festival. Uh, so all these things um, that, you know, just completely changed my life and changed the lives of people who, who got into this club, um, you know, made it, gave me that conviction to say NFTs definitely the way forward um, and definitely the thing that's going to help a lot of creatives be able to, you know, make money off their art pretty much. You know, one thing that I love that you chatted about a little bit um, as you were going through your answer, was that you um, touched on something that just made me rewind back to May and June, because in the early parts of this year, there was a lot of conversation in the Web3 space and NFTs about IP. And you brought up that uh, this this project really was one of the first, and then it was just like an avalanche after, um, and still to today, everyone launching projects. But it was one of the first that allowed you to use the IP, and there was a lot of uh, debate between the CryptoPunks and a lot of other projects that were releasing that didn't really give any rights to the the people that were holding and so this was one of those that did and then um, I feel like that is a huge part of why the community became so strong because so many people were coming in to the Board Ape Yacht Club and thinking about oh wow this is our first opportunity to like be in part of a profile picture NFT community where we can actually brand ourselves so everyone was looking for you know an ape that they wanted to they connected to that they vibed with I actually had five apes at one time I sold because I didn't vibe with any of them uh, because in in the early days it was all about like trying to figure out where what are we going to brand ourselves as and that has created I mean arguably the utility is nice but the community at the end of the day and everyone that is so um attached to their 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 apes that they have is a big reason why that community has um propelled so what has it been like being in the discord getting to know so many different people in this nft community because you were in from the very early days i remember seeing you even um in the first month or so and in the discord and just talk a little bit about what it was like getting to know other people the connections that you formed and when everyone's coming together and wanting to build how the community was able to draw them together and be able to create all these cool alliances that we can talk a little bit more about. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, um, you know, a, a lot of the really cool, uh, aspects or like the, the tangible stuff I can talk about, uh, was like when a lot of the meetups were happening. Uh, so like one of the first ones very early on was this LA meetup, uh, done by ape, ape collective. Uh, Josh Ong was there. Like there was a bunch of apes that were like, Hey, we all live in LA. Let's all come together. Um, and you know, they asked me to play music there, which was, you know, very grateful for them doing that. Um, which then in return, there was a bunch of other, uh, ape meetups started happening. There was one in Miami, 
There was one in um, Denver, one in Vegas. All of those places also reached out for me to play music. Um, and, you know, I got to go to all of those events and just seeing everybody come together and everybody supporting each other. Um, there was like the NFTBA one, uh, which was a basketball tournament. A bunch of apes came to that. And it just kind of like um, at, at, at the early stages, yes, it was in Discord. It was online. A lot of it was, uh, you know, us talking, us checking out what other people were doing, whether that's their own projects or what they're investing in or what they're getting into. Uh, but now it's become even more kind of in real life and, and people are doing um, things literally you know, in, in, in cities where I live in or other places um, that I can actually go to and meet these people and meet the faces behind their apes um, and, and really get, you know, it's, it just creates a crazier level of um, community. Um, but definitely at the beginning, there was a lot of Discord stuff. You know, the, the creators did a good job as well with um, putting a lot of events together. Like we had an event where we all ate spicy chips um, and, and completely burned our mouths together on Discord. That was really fun. Um, but that, you know, there was, a, there was a couple more that they did. And I think also what was really cool is that the create, the creators, um, let the community by giving them the IP rights, let the community in a way, create meetups for themselves, create things for themselves. Like they, they don't always hundred percent need the approval of the creators. Like they can, um, you know, get, do their own stuff and create their own mini things within this big, um, you know, company. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that that's what the beauty of um, these NFT communities is just like you start to meet people, you get closer with them then you, I mean, you, you have these like kind of micro communities within the larger community too of people that you get really close to and that you continue to kind of work with and then you build with and everyone and then once you launch something, everyone around in the community wants to come and support it because they want to help you grow and they want to help each other grow and that's kind of the beautiful thing and the thing that some people don't understand about Web3 right now is that it's uh, it's it's helping everyone win. It's not just a, it, it feels less combative. You don't feel like it's like you're trying to compete with people as much as you're trying to collaborate and grow with them. And so I just love hearing your journey. It also blows my mind that this uh, that, you know, you talked about this earlier, but that the Board Ape Yacht Club was the, your first ever NFT or crypto experience. I mean, and you talked a little bit about it earlier about just kind of feeling lucky and humbled and fortunate that you ended up minting kind of the uh, the community that has now kind of taken the spotlight um but i i know that you probably at through this have learned a lot uh, and been able to see all of these waves of people coming into the space and seeing all of these other communities forming and these communities growing and then they kind of go back and they there's this ebb and flow to like expansion and growth um what are some of the things that you noticed or some of the things in the community as the board ape yacht club continue to grow that you noticed um kind of giving them value but then if there were any setbacks like what how the setbacks were handled things like that because i know that being in some of these nft communities it's not always i mean there's always it's always great uh, to be in a community, but there's always setbacks too. And it's like, how does the community move forward? Did you ever feel like there was times where the community had to come together and figure out, you know, we need to fix this or we need to do this better to really be able to attract more people to our community? Yeah, that you know, that's a really good question. I feel like the board, I feel like Board of Yacht Club has had a little bit of luck in the sense there hasn't been anything major that they've had to do that in. I do remember like at the early stages, uh, somebody tried to burn their ape um, and then there was a whole thing on that, that the, the community had to just decide and the creators to step in. So there's like li little things here and there, but 
I think for the most part, they've kind of had a pretty clear path and, and nothing major setting them back. Um, but, you know, there's definitely just waves and people s- selling gains and, um, you know, things go- uh, financially going up and down. Uh, but I think overall, if the foundation is there and, and, you know, it's a good team and it's a good community overall, you know, I think everybody knows it's just going to keep rising if they if the creators keep pr- providing utility that will allow it to rise, um, mm. which they've done such a good job in doing. Um, but, you know, I think I think they got very lucky because they came out um, when they came out. They didn't need to really like sell themselves to get sold out. Like if, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. they, didn't, sorry, they, didn't, they didn't have to over promise uh, um, and over deliver. They kind of under promised and over delivered. And when you do that, it just fireworks, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I feel like yeah. I think that's what some of the OG. I mean, I, I would think the, the Gutter Cat gang launched a week or so after. And so it's like the, those of us that have been around since the very early days of these like communities, uh, we were getting in because a lot there were some people getting in because of the IP. There were some people that were getting in because they wanted to like form like this community in the sense of like networking. And so the, the, the early communities definitely had a uh, a stronger sense of being able to build because they uh, because everyone was kind of coming in very early on and most of the supply was kind of ate up by people that saw the long-term vision which is a little different than uh, you know short-term flippers and things like that so I think that is why and now you kind of see too some of the OG communities that are around I mean even gutter cat gang even being a much lower floor right now you see so much conviction in some of the holders because they're always using it as their profile picture and so you just kind of see these OG organic communities that have formed and the benefit of that in the long run is that you know you you have people that see a longer term vision than just like that short term flipping um i am curious because this was kind of your intro into crypto and nfts of anything that you've learned since being in part of this nft community that has changed your outlook about crypto or you know changed you know how you your um savings thesis or how you want to invest money and uh things like that because being in so early and now you're like this is a new environment for you i'd be interested to hear kind of what you've learned some things uh, about the blockchain that you've gotten really excited about since joining the nft community yeah 100 um you know for, for the most part like if i'm being honest it seems every time i learn something the next day i wake up and realize i don't know shit like it, it's a it's a battle of um, thinking I, I I finally have figured it out and then realizing I didn't like it's a lot of um, ups and downs. It's a lot of things changing. And it's so it's such a new space that um, every day there's kind of something that gets figured out or thing or something new. Um, you know, we're just at the beginning of it. Um, and so uh, sorry, one second. And uh, the, sorry, sorry, so sorry. And I would say, uh, well, like if the thing that's exciting me about the blockchain is that uh, fundamentally the bottom of it or like what act, what it actually is, you know, in the technology aspect of it is just proof of ownership um, and having something that's public and having something that no that's decentralized and nobody can really, you know, mess with. And I think that's the most beautiful part. You know, we've seen governments, we've seen uh, even on a micro level, we've seen people uh, take advantage of, you know, having um, being able to print more money or having a means to, you know, distribute this value just in, sorry, unproportionately as it should be, or just, you know, getting greedy or taking advantage of it. So I think um, having things public, having things on the blockchain, and then also being able to kind of gate uh, experiences 
whether or not people own something and just being able to prove that um, is just so exciting and I think is probably going to take over the whole world. Now, there's going to be bad people, there's going to be good people that use it, uh, but it's just so exciting because the good people that do use it, I mean, it's over. I think it's unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's funny that you say every day you wake up, you feel like you learned something or you understand, then the next day you just realize like you you don't know anything or you there's just so much more to learn. And I couldn't agree more. Even being in the space since late 2017, that's been the same thing. Like I was addicted to learning about blockchain and crypto and, and uh, all of that. That was like kind of the smart contract era with all these different altcoins coming to the scene. And so it was like every day I was researching, I was reading white papers, and then all of a sudden a year later DeFi comes, and then you have NFTs come, and it's just like it's just like this constant evolution. As soon as you start to learn something, you know, then you have fractionalization of NFTs. It's like the the space is evolving so quickly, and we're able to kind of see this technology continue to grow so fast. But at the end of the day, like you said, there's nothing greater than having something that is programmable and coded because what you can't do is you can't manipulate it and like we've seen and you're starting to see and it's like the perfect timing for all of this to kind of explode um, and nfts kind of have made it cool but like you said it allows you to also learn once you're in the community about the power of what bitcoin is and what ethereum is and why you know it why it can combat inflation by holding these hard assets. And so it's just really cool to see that element. And and that's why I wanted to ask you that question, because when you talked about, you know, being able to protect yourself from like printing money and things like this, that's powerful and more people are waking up to that. And I think that's a huge part of um, the power of decentralization and why, you know, like you said, like it feels like an unstoppable force at this point. So uh, one thing, obviously, you are a very talented musician. I'm sure you've thought about how the blockchain is going to change the music industry. However, it seems like we're very early in that era. You see people like Spotty really doing some cool things with NFTs. I'm curious if you've done anything really cool with music and your music when it comes to NFTs or kind of what you've explored, if there's any musicians in the audience, some things that you found about the blockchain in the music industry uh, and what's happening. Yeah, 100%. Shout out Spotty. Shout out any musicians in the audience. But um, four months ago, I uh, got to release my uh, first NFT album on Rarible. So that was super cool. Uh, it was definitely earlier on in my journey into the space. Uh, so we, I partnered with uh, an awesome company, Landbox, who develop, who buys and develops land uh, in Sandbox. Uh, sorry, a company called Land Vault. I hope I said that. And that develops, buys and develops land in Sandbox and other uh, metaverse local places. Uh, so we partnered up with them. If you buy a song off my album, you, it also comes with a key to a game. Uh, that game, you can win ETH or sell that key uh, for ETH and keep my music. Uh, so there was, you know, utility involved with it. Um, you know, it does suck that Sandbox isn't out yet. So we do have to wait for that. Uh, but I do definitely think that, um, you know, there's so much I learned and I'm, you know, from that release and just how to do nfts and how to do music uh, i think that right now people are still figuring out the best way to do it um you know just to give you the long run like then my next step after that if once that sells out if it ever sells out i would then upload those songs on spotify and itunes and then give percent instead of paying myself or a record label percents give the people who bought my music percents every time it gets played so that's kind of like the long-term 
vision, I think, within NFTs and music, like having people be able to own, um, you know, actually rights to your songs and then they get paid out every single time those songs get played um, or even giving rights to your brand. Um, and then every time you do shows or sell merchandise, you get paid out. Kind of having your fans be literal shareholders in you as opposed to some record label, as opposed to, you know, some some bank or anything where you get your loan from. But like, I think, you know, the person who does it, like it hasn't been done yet. I haven't really looked into Royal and Blau. I, I know they're doing uh, stuff along those lines. And I'm sure with the amount of money and who he is and all of that, they're probably killing it. But, um, you know, other than them, like, I don't know if I've seen anyone who's really put it all together um, in the right way to where it explodes. Also, you know, ETH 2.0 needs to come around for it to happen for someone like Drake to say, all right, I'm going to sell this to my fans. I don't think his fans want to spend $200 in gas prices. And I think the other chains are a little bit um, sketchy right now to go on. But shout out to those other, other chains. I don't know shit again. But like, I do definitely think it's about to pop off. Like whoever puts it all together, whoever does it the right way, music NFTs are going to explode. Um, as, a, as a collector, as a fan, if I could have bought Kendrick Lamar's NFT right now or before he blew up, I would dump my whole savings into it practically. You know, I love I love that you said like it's a matter of time and you kind of see the writing on the wall. It seems like uh, that's the case with a lot of things, but especially when it comes to the music industry, I don't feel like we've had that moment yet where it's just so easy and like it's a good user interface. Like you just said, I was trying to search to see if you had a record. I think you should, um, after the show, maybe tweet and I can uh, pin it up here if you do that. But if we get a link and I'll share it on my page, but I'd love for um, people to be able to at least experience and see your music. Maybe we can get a few more people supporting, but it's so hard hard right now to kind of um you it's like a scavenger hunt to find things because it's just all over the place and if we can make albums and things easier to find and where are all the musicians at and oh this musician i i know richard like i want to support him because it's just right now it seems like everything is all over the place and we just have to streamline a little more and also help like you said with the gas and the user interface and figuring out um and there's some other companies like audience that are trying to do cool things where you know every time you stream you get paid um as a a content creator which is awesome um but it's just like you said it's it's uh it's like that learning curve and that until the evolution happens but when it happens it'll be you know it'll be like uh, that aha moment like everyone is just going to flow to it but we haven't reached it yet but i just want to give you huge props and hopefully we can help out um because i know anyone that buys that initial album you you'll be thinking about any time that anything else happens. So uh, make sure to hit up that link at some point for the Rare Bowl so we can all check it out. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I want I think it is cool. It's awesome to hear that you're definitely motivated to keep building on the blockchain. Um, and obviously, the music industry is one way, but I know that you've also worked and been able to build other things on the blockchain. So I wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about that and what it's been like to try to collab with other people uh, in the community to build something unique yeah thank you so much for um the shout out for for rare bull and, and everything um you know just for having me again um and and giving me the opportunity to share more, uh, more about me and the projects i've been doing but yeah the other project that um i'm currently working on is spoiled banana society it's uh, me and 11 eight board apes um, so kind of, uh, uh, also, you know, continuing on that community aspect, it started really with just us coming together, playing fantasy football leagues, 
uh, off the blockchain, just as you would on like a Yahoo League or ESPN. And then quickly, we were all like, how do we NFT this? How do we blockchain this? Um, so four months later, we are uh, we're live. You can mint it already. Um, about, I think, 4,600 cards have been minted. So far, there's uh, 10,000 full ones. And each card is an actual fantasy football team. Um, so instead of a draft, it's like the blockchain. Um, and that's it, one of the membership perks is the Fantasy Football League. There's a whole bunch of other ones like uh, metaverse events, in real life events, free poker games, um, you know, uh, all these other things you could do on an NFT project. But it's not your avatar project, it's your regular avatar project. It's actually a fantasy football league. Um, so there's utility in the sense of 80% of the mint we're giving back in surprises. Uh, so this year, if it sells out, we're going to have over a million dollars in prizes and a board ape for first. Same thing next year. Um, so, you know, that's super cool that we're able to do that. Like even before the before the sellout right now, I think we're at 46 percent. So first place will be 46 ETH. If it sells, that'll be 100 ETH. Um, so just all, cool things all around that we can provide that like real utility. Hey, if your players do well, you know, you win ETH. Um, but also what hasn't been done before in fantasy football, which is which NFTs are allowing us to do is there's a secondary market, um, which means you can trade your NFT or you can trade your fantasy football team whether or not you win or lose. And the cool thing that it also allows us, the NFTs, to be able to do is that every time it trades on the secondary market on OpenSea, we're able to take a cut and then put that back into the prize pool. So with this NFT team, it never uh, it never like becomes uh, unplayable. You play every single year, year after year, and you never have to pay again after the 0.08 to mint your team. Um, and we're able to supplement the prizes every single year with the secondary from NFTs, uh, with exclusive merch, sponsorships, uh, season-long uh, cards. Um, but these Genesis cards are kind of like your, you get to play every single year. Uh, there's prizes every week, every season, um, but you never have to pay again, which hasn't been done before in fantasy football. So it's really exciting what the blockchain is allowing us uh, to do um, with fantasy football. And we want to go into all other sports, basketball, soccer, all of that. So sports definitely a big passion of mine. Um, so super cool to see all of that coming together. Yeah, I love it. And one thing that I think is uh, super cool is that, you know, you're trying to build something that hasn't been done yet. And so there's obviously, uh, and we see this with so many people that come into the space, you're going to have these learning obstacles, there's going to be challenges that you have to face, you may do things, uh, may do things that you have to that, you know, aren't taken well, or that you did wrong, and you have to fix or whatever. But I just love that, you know, with 11 other people in the community, you all got together and you said, let's try to figure something out. Let's do let's work together. Let's collab. And just on just on the very that very basic level, it's just so inspiring to see people trying to do new things. Uh, I do want to ask some follow up questions, because I honestly, uh, I haven't done a super uh, lot of research in this. So but I wanted to ask, when the when it mints, are you given like a random team? Uh, it's all randomly generated, so you don't really get to pick your players. Or uh, how does that work? And then also, uh, is it like minted for the next year? So are like you minting right now for the next, uh, basically the next season. How does that all work? Yeah, hundred percent. Those are two great questions. Um, the second one, it's actually minting for this year. So tomorrow is week one of our nfl season we're going to do a three-week season that's uh, going to be a super sped up one and at the end someone right now will win 46 ETH, and then we'll do the playoffs um so they'll be prizing the playoffs as well but um and then next year as well we've held back mint to do the same thing next year so your mint kind of locks like locks the prizes for this year next year and then you know we hope to keep it going by those things i said 
Um, and the first question, sorry, what was the first question again? The first question was how how does the team oh, get the team. chosen? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, the the instead of a draft, it's the blockchain randomly generates your team. Except the fact that you do have to start your players every single week from that team. Uh, so you'll get two quarterbacks that the blockchain gives you, but you'll have to start one. You know, you'll get four running backs, but you have to start two. Um, so there is, uh, you know, you have to set your lineup every single week. But when you get your team, that is randomly generated, and that's kind of like the blockchain um, part of it. I know you guys have to be super pumped to kind of see it all played out. What? Is, how does that work when you have? Um, I'm, I know there's got to be a secondary like user interface, or did you guys build everything within for like um, stat tracking and stuff like that, or are you tying this uh, blockchain into something that's already based, where you basically import your team into something like Yahoo Sports or something where it's already you know uh, well known and trackable? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we um, we actually built our whole uh, back end ourselves. So we have our own website, SpoiledBananaSociety.com, uh, where you uh, you log in. And instead of Yahoo, where you put your username or password for us, you wallet connect, um, you know, which is cool, that blockchain thing. But you wallet connect. We're then able to see that you actually have that token in your wallet, that uh, team. And then you off chain make your my there's we have a my team page, uh, which is off chain. You set edit your lineup. And then we have a leaderboard page where you see, you know, how your team is doing that week and that season. Um, yep. That's awesome, man. I think uh, I think it's cool to hear, you know, basically you going through, you're finding people that are have similar passion and you're building something that you all love and something that's cool. Um, and I'm curious, have you noticed um, what, because I know there's a lot of people that are in this space that are trying to figure out what do I do? How do I get involved? What do I, what do I, what should I do to build? Uh, and I'm, I'd love for you just to share some of the, some of the rewards and the challenges of trying to build this thing and get it off the ground because i know that uh building anything in this space especially if you're not a coder uh, can be difficult so tell us a little bit about the team that you had to form to really uh feel confident about giving people a product that you could be uh proud of yeah that's a super good question i would um you know this at this stage i would say that unless you're a hundred percent sure you want to do this i wouldn't do it um it's it's very hard it's very hard to run a business and that's what you're practically saying you want to do when you're building something in the space um so unless you're like fully committed and you and you can actually give up you know a lot of your time and a lot of your energy um i just would probably wait until you can do that um and are ready to do that and yeah on the people thing you know i would make sure 100 percent before you do anything that the people you are working with uh you trust and um, before you sign anything that's long term, I would 100% make sure that they'll actually work um, and, and do stuff. And, you know, whether or not you actually do that, you know, you learn from it and, um, you know, you get better every single day. But, uh, you know, just some things I've learned that I can share is at 22. But, you know, just little tidbits that I've learned, I would definitely take it slower um, and and really know what you're doing before you do it. I love that advice because uh, there's a couple of things I want to touch on. One is just um, the space is evolving so fast that as time goes by, it's going to be easier for people to build their own project where they're not relying on developers. And Manifold is a huge example of that, just releasing their smart contract, basically where you can build your own stuff. Uh, and I've talked to Richard. I mean, they're still building basically extensions and utility to make it even easier, more friendly. But it's just exciting to see how the space is evolving 
evolving in that, you know, in a year from now, a project that may take seven or eight people may only take two just because there's so many resources out there. There's so many people building to make things easier. And so right now is a great time to network and to build community, to find people that have similar passions. But I do think a lot of people in this space are so eager to jump in and try to figure out where they're going to make money or how they're going to make a living out of this that they forget that a lot of it is about building community. And so I'd love for you just uh, maybe to talk about how if you wouldn't have taken months of like getting to know people in the space and kind of building from the ground up that this would have never even been possible. No, then thank you so much for, for um, you know, highlighting that point. That's definitely the, the biggest thing I try to tell everyone. Uh, you know, I, I do see a lot of people coming in and kind of already, they, they just found out about NFTs and they're like, okay, so how do I make one? And I do definitely think that's the wrong, um, you know, mindset. I think all, anything um, in the space, I, I 100% contribute to those first four or five months um, of, you know, me getting to know everyone, of me supporting other people, of me figuring out which creators I like, which artists I like, what, what are they doing and why and how are they doing it to make it succeed? And like, why do I like it? Um, you know, and, and, and just meeting everyone in the community. And that's the only reason they supported me is because they saw me, uh, you know, being a part of it and supporting them. Like, um, if you get into the, it, it's impossible to get your people outside of NFTs into NFTs. So if you're going to go into NFTs, you do need the NFT community behind you. Um, and the best way to do that is to support them. Um, and, and it's really a wag me type of thing. There's when we, when, when, uh, me and, um, the other apes started to do this project, a lot of, uh, and a big NFT companies, you know, like the gutter cats, you know, that we'd never think would ever um, do a freaking poker tournament with us. We're like, hell yeah, we'll do a poker tournament with you guys. And, um, you know, shout you guys out like, what the hell, you know, like, we'd never think that, or like the crypto dads, like all of these awesome NFT communities, we, you know, when, when it get, came down to it, they actually are very supportive and they are there to help. Um, and they do want people to succeed. Uh, so it's just really amazing. Um, if you do show them that and you do support people, it does get reciprocated, um, I've noticed. Oh, man. I'm so glad you you looped back around to that to end because I think you're 100% right. And I've talked on the show about that a lot. As people come into the space and they're trying to figure out what should I do. Uh, and in this this show, I highlight a lot of pioneers or people that have building in the space for a long time. I mean, you've just started this year, but you've been very active in the community since the very beginning. And I think um, one thing that I just keep coming back to, and uh, maybe you can speak on this, is when you first get involved, it's easy to look up at the the people with hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter and be like, how do I get to that point? Or how do I become big? How do I launch a project where I can make millions of dollars? But uh, it's a lot it's a lot harder when you're looking up, always thinking, well, wh- I want to be like that. It's a lot easier when you just look around you and people that are building uh, f- just on the ground level as well, because those are the next people that are eventually going to be at the top. And you're just another example of that. You know, uh, a lot of the people that you networked with that had very few followers now have, you know, 30 to 50,000 followers on Twitter. So what has it been like, you know, when you're able to build for months and months and months and make those networking opportunities happen, how has it helped kind of uh, leverage the friends that you made from the beginning as you've gotten um, to this point? And how how has that impacted your experience, the not always just thinking about what the top people can do for you, but just build your own network from the ground up 
Oh, it's nuts. It's 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 um just so insane to see like and it makes all those, you know, the all the hard things about running a business just completely um you know, when the good things happen and when your friends support you and they they, you know, like you like give you stages to um, you know, just share more about your experiences and to um share more about your projects like dude, that just is the big brings the warmest, you know, thing to my heart like people wanting other people to succeed um is just nuts and like you know, when I dropped my NFT album, like Josh and so many um, other apes, like NFTs and Anonymous, like so many people gave me Twitter spaces and gave me a platform to share more about my music. Um, so just, you know, seeing everyone really supporting each other. Um, and like you said, like some of the people at the beginning had, you know, barely any followers. And now just because they're, um, you know, in, behind, in the NFT space and behind the board apes and Web3 or any project, you know, just growing um, and kind of like people seeing like, yo, maybe... Uh, this is cool. Maybe I should actually look into this and kind of getting it not from like a company or some group of uh, VCs or something, but getting it from actually the people in the in the like ground lines in the community, um, you know, and so they deserve it, like getting all those followers and uh, because they they're that one's actually doing it also. Just it's just crazy to see and makes all the bad days so worth it. I love it. I think um, I just love that we were able to loop and touch on all of that because I think a lot of people that are entering this space, especially as the space, you know, there's times where the space has lulls or where it's not just continually pumping. So people that maybe got in during a pump are now like underwater in things that they've bought or people that wanted to sell stuff aren't selling anything. And it's just a good reminder that if you're in this space, you, you it's not just a month by month basis. You have to think more long term. I mean, you even talked about some of your projects you're thinking about a year down the road already and when you do that you're able to I feel like I've talked to people about this but when you're in the middle of building all the day-by-day stuff of trading or the ups and downs uh, feel a lot less painful because you're just not focused on them you're focused on building something important learning about others making connections and building community and I think that's a, one of the keys to the space and web 3 is supposed to kind of break away away from the legacy world and web two and kind of that weight that it puts on us. But if we continue to always go back um, to kind of a web two mindset of uh, short term thinking or just like, how do I make profit quickly, then we're really losing the big picture of what web three is all about. 100%. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm so glad we got to talk about all those different things because I do think, um, you know, you're just doing such a good job at highlighting all the amazing parts about the space. Uh, so, you know, big ups to that. Oh, I appreciate you being here, brother. We're going to move into um, Community Corner here in just a bit. So if you have a question, I'm going to go ahead and move this uh, pin tweet so that you can post your question at the top. That that Just hit that pin tweet where it says if you have a question uh, for Community Corner and type your question or request to come up on stage, and we'll bring some people up here in just a minute. Um, but to end, I'd love for you to talk about what you're most excited about for 2022 when it comes to the the NFT scene or cryptos, things that you kind of see on the horizon or things that are just around the corner that you're getting really pumped about? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'm very excited about Spoiled Banana Society, of course, just, uh, like having my own community and being able to, you know, create, um, internally and just kind of like, um, you know, direct a whole NFT company and just sounds very exciting to me. Um, but, uh, you know, especially with the team that we have and the people behind him, I'm excited for that. But just overall, the whole space, like, of course, um, you know, all the amazing uh, 
uh, NFT communities already that are doing amazing, like Gutter Cats, like VAYC, just how they continue uh, to, you know, get get bigger and to do cooler stuff. Like, I do think that, you know, we didn't really touch upon it, but I do definitely think there's um, a thing that's happening right now of, you know, with as VAYC gets bigger, um, you know, the, the, the people at the beginning kind of get priced out um, and then they kind of have to, you know, the whole Adidas thing where they have to sign with bigger companies instead of like, like, why didn't they promote somebody internally who has a shoe thing, right? Like these things that I think happen as, as companies get bigger and um, just everything that's going to happen, we're going to see, I'm excited to see how that transfold, transpires, sorry. And hopefully, you know, they do support internal communities and they do, um, you know, do a good job in promoting what, what I think in my humble opinion should be, um, you know, the good part about the space and where it should go. But um, just excited to see what happens. I mean, it's all up in there. It's the wild, wild west. Uh, nobody, like, I don't, I don't even. The governments are about to, like, I don't even know what's about to happen. <laughs> it's so you know hard to I mean? know. Can you imagine? Yeah, Nike and the Nike acquiring a, a NFT company, Adidas yeah. partnering with. You know, it's just like one thing that I absolutely love, and I just I've got to stop before we move to the community corner. I'm just so glad that you mentioned you. You know, as the as Web three develops, and now you're starting to see Jack Dorsey and Elon Musk already talking shit on it because because it is a very fragile ecosystem. And all it takes is, you know, it, it, we've all, we've talked about it for months about corporations coming in that we're going to have web two basically merging with web three for a while. And that's what we're kind of seeing transpire right now. And it is interesting. And I love that you brought it up that as communities and as NFT communities, depending on what we want to happen with the space, you have to really think more long-term because yeah, it's awesome that Nike is doing these things or Adidas is doing these things. That's great headline news, but is it good for the space and the long run how do we how do you use those partnerships to really make a difference uh you know it's really important to constantly kind of step back evaluate think and move forward and i regardless if it's good or bad i mean that's a debate you people could have all day long but i think what is important is that we're constantly reevaluating thinking about how we can make this space really important that that it's not going to be taken over by big money because that's essentially what can start happening like you said, a lot of people that just like yourself bought a board eight for a few hundred dollars. No one in no one is going to be able to do that for the rest of their life. No one's going to be able to get that entry price. And so these really strong micro communities have to really stay firm. The OGs that are in those spaces have to really come together and uh, basically make sure that the devs and the people that are involved are constantly, um, you know, being held accountable because that's our job we were the ones that started this we have a voice and i love that you mentioned that because i think that just ties back how important web3 is in the future and not getting uh, away from that as the big corporations and as these exciting turns and twists happen is we always have to come back to who we were at the beginning of all this no that's that's beautifully said definitely um you know up to the community to make sure that that doesn't happen um but you know, it's uh, it's hard because also as a as a person who owns one, I mean, Adidas c- coming in helps the price go up, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. So it's it's like 
It is. That's, that's, yeah, their, that's where that's internal battle. And I mean, like you said, like there will be people in the community that are pumped about it. I think more people are excited than um, not excited about it. But, you know, it's just it's a matter of constantly uh, asking those questions because it's just that first uh, really that first partnership. And, you know, there's so many more coming. So it's just a matter of always uh, questioning. All right. We're going to move uh, to Community Corner. We've got some people requesting to come up. Be ready to have your your questions because we're going to start Community Corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Tommy, good to have you up on stage. Really appreciate every time you come up, ask thoughtful questions. Go ahead, brother. Take it away. What up, Carl Gang Gang? Rich, um, it was good seeing you in Miami. Uh, it was it was cool to see you play live for the first time and uh, you know, I just really appreciated your music while I was out there. So um, I don't really have a thoughtful question this time, to be honest. Uh, I'm actually curious if you do uh, commission work by any chance. And if you do, where where would someone go to, to get in touch with you on that? Yo, thank you so much, uh, Tommy. I appreciate that. I, I, um, I do and do not, but you could just send me a DM or, um, I, yeah, just send me a DM if, um, if that works for you. Uh, I did do commission work. I'm lucky to say that now I like I guess don't have to but with that being said I still love music and I'm even getting you know the more I'm doing Spoilbanana Society of course less I'm getting to even focus on music myself um, but music will be a big part of that and I'm excited to do more music too so hopefully that'll also get me doing that more but yes yeah, send me a DM I'm sorry that was so complicated. Definitely, I will. Yeah, it's it's one of those beautiful things about uh, Web3 is like a lot of people that um, did freelance work. I mean, it's nice because if you have someone come across to the table, ask you to do something and you really you, you love it and you're passionate about it, of course, you're going to get to you're going to do it. But it's nice that you kind of get that freedom to pick and choose now of like what you're passionate about and what you get to work on. Um, thanks for that question, Tommy. I feel like I've asked some people too the same similar thing. And some people, you know, they don't have to but they still do because they like really like the idea or kind of what the collab looks like and so it's just cool to see you know the power of being able to form those communities and usually when you get to know someone and become friends with them they're much more likely to to want to partner and collab all right andy i saw you've been requesting to come up for a little while did you have a question for richard thanks for being up here on stage with us Hey man, what's up, man? No, no worries. I just wanted to talk a little bit about this. You know, I'm a, I'm an engineer at heart. I, that's what I do for a living, and I've kind of been turned off on crypto this whole time. But I have to say, this project was put on me by a couple friends, and now I'm kind of NFT and uh, crypto crazy. And Rich has been answering a lot of our questions in Discord and been listening to a couple uh, people talk. So I'm really excited about the future of this, and I've been doing a lot of research and taking an intro to blockchain course and the whole night. Um, so I'm really excited, but I do have a question for Richard. Um, so I am interested with some of the future things you can do with this, with this NFT and the other leagues and like maybe creating an NBA one or baseball and stuff like that. I'm not sure if I'm going to get into that stuff. I might, but I guess my, my question circling back is, do you think that price point at three at, well, it was 303 or 0.08 ETH. Do you think that's a good starting point for the other leagues that you guys are going to be doing and other projects going forward seem kind of like on the expensive end so just curious about that <clears throat> yeah i would say that um to be honest uh in my opinion because 80 percent of the prizes uh, sorry of the mint is going to the prizes 
um, you know, if anything, we would raise it up to even more be more expensive than 0.08 to big uh, to build a bigger prize pool for everyone. Um, so, you know, I do I I personally don't think that uh, for an NFT project, spending three hundred dollars is definitely on the cheaper side, especially with how expensive some of these companies have gone. Uh, sorry, some of these projects have gotten to. Um, but again, like because it's not an avatar project, because most of the money goes back to the prizes. Uh, I would imagine that it'd be bigger so we can have even a bigger prize pool when we do basketball or baseball. And uh, thanks for getting involved, Andy. That's a freaking sick story. And I hope, uh, you know, everything goes well. And I hope, um, yeah, you're able to do a lot of cool shit. That's sick. You're a dev as well. I love Andy that too. Just like your story about like wh- that curiosity is back. Uh, that's what I always love, especially with these spaces is getting to know people and finding people where it's like, you know, I've had, I've known people that kind of got burned in 2018 during the crash. Uh, but it's just cool to, to, he- to hear that curiosity coming back, you wanting to learn and explore. So I really, um, I really appreciate you coming up here on stage and asking a question too, uh, and getting involved in discords and, and, uh, being a part of learning so thanks for thanks for being active in this community yeah no for sure it, it you know I'm, it could be a little intimidating it's it's a lot of new stuff a lot of learning and and uh you know but um that's what you guys are there for and i appreciate you guys Right on, brother. I'm also uh, because you came up here. I'll I'll send you an invite to uh, um, our Discord as well. We got Crazy Carl Discord. A lot of cool people in there that can help you on your journey. So I'll I'll shoot you a DM since you came up here on stage after the show. Um, all right, we are going to in just a second get an opportunity to play a really dope song um, that you did all the instrumentals for. Before that, I do have one more question that is along the lines of a music music um and this comes from the twitter thread above uh pigs i don't know if i said that right but they asked how can emerging musicians leverage web3 and nft to build a community if you wanted to chat a little bit about um your process of sharing your music what's the best advice you can give to musicians for getting their music out there for getting people to um have a chance to listen what's worked for you and uh any advice you can give them yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say the best way of getting what we talked about earlier a lot, you know, get involved first um, into the NFT space with supporting other artists, supporting other creatives, musicians. One that will, you know, teach you what you like and why you like which ones you pick, um, which will help when you go to actually create them. Uh, but when you do create them, I mean, I would advise like the simplest way to do it is just to go on OpenSea. Um, you're going to have to do one at a time. So if you if you want to sell a song, you're going to have to upload one song, however many copies you want, each copy one at a time. Um, and if you want to sell an album, either put the whole album into one NFT or you can't sell an album. You'll have to do one song um, separately as its own NFT. Uh, each one has different you know advantages. Um, that's kind of like the basic, basic way to do it. You won't have to pay each time to list. You'll just pay once to list it and then you can list as many as you want. Um, and then they'll uh, they'll pay the gas when they buy. Um, and OpenSea makes it easy where you can just upload the music and you can upload the artwork. Um, so it's super simple. And then if you want to get more complex, if you want to build like a whole project around it, you can, of course, get a developer to build you a, a smart contract uh, to where it's like on the blockchain. And then people can mint either from your web, your own website um, or Etherscan uh, or OpenSea. Actually, I don't think OpenSea. But, but all of that being said, I would like to say that it's impossible 
to get people outside of the NFT space into the NFT space. Like if you have a bunch of fans that aren't into NFTs, I wouldn't just go and drop an NFT album and then hope that they get it. They're probably not. Um, unless it's, yeah, like a, you know, it's important they, they to kind of build within right now because the end it like you said especially even when you look at celebrities that have dropped stuff and they're just not in touch with the nft community they always end up plummeting their nfts never do well because they're not here they're not engaging they're not giving utility back to the people that have bought them and so it's important to realize that and I, i've also had a lot of people when i open up open spaces open mic spaces come up and ask um, if they can share their music and i've actually heard some really dope music that people have produced just super talented it's like you never know what you're gonna get but it's another opportunity too if you're active in the community going on spaces you know letting you know having a chance to kind of share um what you do with the world not asking them to buy anything but just sharing what your passions are and finding those um community members that that are active so i i know that's probably richard you know like you said getting to know other apes sharing your music with them and then being able to play at live events it just kind of continues to compound as you're able to share with like your friends uh what you like to do and i think that's probably the best way to to kind of get um kind of get a a foothold into this ecosystem is just uh do it organically and find people that you kind of connect with and then once you're starting to connect with them then share share with them kind of what you do and and what you're all about and because then you start to see that they're super supportive and want to learn more about you yeah, ex- no, 100% exactly. I would say the organic route is the best route, getting involved um, to, to the existing communities. Um, and, and again, it just comes from like a perspective of, you know, as a consumer, like if I see you, you're an artist, and then you randomly just are like, hey, buy my NFT, but you don't have any other NFTs, or you haven't been in the space, or, you know, what I'm going to go and think you're doing is you're going to release this NFT, I'm going to buy it, and then there's nothing else that happens, and you probably won't ever even talk about the nft um again you know after that day so it's like you know and that keeps happening that keeps happening over and over over again so you know as a consumer you want to see that that person is actually going to keep building utility and and stay in the space and, and keep building ways to you know so you don't get left with the bag pretty much yeah and and when people are asking questions and they're already curious it's such an easier segue it's such an easier sale when someone is just organic and they're authentically wondering about your music wanting to learn about it so it's just so cool and that's what i'm about to do now is because i'm uh you know i've asked you a lot of questions you know you you've never kind of directed the conversation you just kind of uh let any questions because of my curiosity flow and that's been that's a huge part of like getting people um curious is just like letting them be curious on their own. Um, but I am so excited to share some of your amazing instrumental uh, right now with uh, the song Arches. I wanted you to give a, have a second before I play it to just give the audience kind of some background about this song, um, and then we'll take it away and end the show with uh, some live music from Richard. Yeah, 100%. Um, this is a song I made four years ago. I was 18. Uh, in Boulder is off my debut album called Boulder, not NFT album, but my first ever album. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you, Carl, for having me, for playing my music, and everybody for listening. Um, you know, su- super uh, appreciate everyone's support, and uh, stoked for you guys to hear this. This is my good friend Trevor Hall. Uh, singing on the song I produced it and did all the instrumentals. Yeah, the vocals are amazing too. Both of you, super talented. Thank you so much, Carl. All right, so now we're going to have uh, Arches featuring um, 
instrumentals by Richard Wagner and vocals by Trevor Hall.
This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.